Goblin Theater completely closed up for the year. It's done. We're back, back in action. We're back in action. We're back in the cannon. They, we're stuffed into the cannon, ready to explode here. Ready to explode all over oh, your face. Jesus, this episode. And Mary, we're experiencing finally one of the best Halloween days we've had in years. It's usually yeah. rainy. It's usually cold. It's usually miserable. Today, yeah, it is. You're the right. goddamn sun's out. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. I did a lot of yard work. Yeah, I got I got some leaves raked into certain. I mean, patterns. we're actually killing a future bit we're going to do by admitting that we're recording on Halloween. But yeah, the show must go on. Show, I mean, time is irrelevant, and also when you're visiting a certain lodge, it's like it's it's hard to even figure out what's going on. Griff, before we get into anything, I have uh, a bit of good news. I have facts, but you have good news. I have good news. A an a, a, a awful wrong was righted. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> awful wrong, awful wrong, an awful wrong. Yeah, okay, was righted yesterday. An injustice was justified. <laughs> okay, I, I don't think I used that word properly. <laughs> um, eight months ago, almost to the day, I was robbed of a birthday. Cake. Yes, the cake. And I got my cake finally. And you ate it too. Yes, I ate, I ate my cake. I. Like Marie Antoinette said, she let me eat cake, and I ate it. And so that's good. So now you guys can sleep better that I got my cake. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of listeners have been worried about They've been asking for updates, and I'm like, nothing yet. Nothing Can't yet. help it. Nothing yet. Yeah. You turn the corner, and I got my cake. Rounded the corner. Sure. And it was the proper cake. It was the proper cake. It which... was not chocolate with mint. Uh, chocolate chip. Yeah, so I don't. I, I'll fucking brush my teeth if I want to eat mint flavored. Yeah. All right. It was uh pistachio ice cream with white white yeah. cake. Yeah. 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 And it was a special uh, Halloween cake. So what is what is what made they it had special? Little ghosts or clansmen on it. They look like clansmen <laughs> to me. And uh, yeah, it was great. And of course, it was free. They said we're really sorry. No, I, I'm we not, didn't. Like you think we went back to that fucking place? They're probably out of business by now. Oh, you went like, somewhere else? Yeah, to shop. Give more money to that fucking asshole. I thought maybe they reached out and said we we realized the wrong we've done now. It took us eight months to realize it. 
Like but maybe they had to go really, on a spiritual journey. You know, really blows blows my mind is that uh, you know yesterday was the election, of course, because you're listening to this on November fourth. The fourth. Yeah, third is Tuesday. Fourth would be yeah, Wednesday. So you're listening to this on the fourth. We had our election yesterday, and can you believe what happened? It was amazing. Yeah. Trump, he was on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, and he was announcing, he was like, I am president for life. I was scared because, you know, I was already disappointed. When I went to vote, it, vote there was people, militiamen, hanging out with guns and everything. Fought a couple of them. You might have heard about it. I dropped some elbows. Yeah, I did a couple power bombs. And then right out of the blue, you hear this voice. What? And then Trump turns, and then Neil Breen materialized right next to Trump. It was fascinating. He said, no. (laughs) No more votes. I went to the trash lodge, and I learned the real story. And then he pulled out that 21-sided die of his. <laughs> Which, by the way, 21-sided die defies physics. <laughs> defies it doesn't physics. exist except in the trash line. And then a ray shot out of it, and it hit Trump, and he was revealed to be a lizard person. I knew it the whole time. I can't time. believe the fake news isn't talking about this. Why aren't they? I bet Matt Pike's been trying to talk about it, but people keep silencing him. And then him. he was like, shh. He hit- lizards hiss? Yes. Don't you know anything? <laughs> I don't. And then Neil Brain says, Be gone, beast. Oh, man. For I will bring a utopia upon the world. He actually will drain the swamp? He already did, dude. Neil Breen unite finally we united. We've been so divided for the past so many whenever Fox News started. And now we're united. Yeah, and one day Neil Breen reunited all one of One nation America. under Breen. I you know, indivisible. We already have all of our dollar bills replaced. With we don't use money anymore, Griff. We just we just give people what they need. So why have you been paying me in cash then? I don't know why. Give me my money back. <laughs> why do you want it back? It's it's useless. You just told me. I thought you were trying to rip me off. Am I ripping you confused. off? I'm giving you money. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of confused, Griff, don't you have something you want to tell me? Oh man, so Murray, we missed we missed the beach ball. It was right up there. We could have spiked it up, you know, you don't slammed spike it home. Beach balls, you spiked volleyballs. <laughs> we're we're already off the rails. We're so far off the rails. Knocking Murray, the water over. we uh we put out one of the most highly underrated at this point episodes of all time. Every, what what's that? Every episode exactly. we've done is highly our, underrated. Our very special super secret tips tippy tap eighteen episode chips. Uh, Devil Rock Devil or something. Rock Devil Rock. Rock Devil Rock with Ralph Mouth at, at the at the at the vocals. What we didn't know is our favorite character from the episode, Flippy. Flippy was a young uh, Robert Trujillo, the Trujillo. base. Tr- the, yeah, thank you. The basis for Metallica. Also, Suicidal Tendons. Oh yeah, Suicide. Our favorite band. No, I hate them. <laughs> uh, we do int- mention Pepsi's a lot. That's interesting. We missed that. Well, because we don't do research on the show. We did we were, a little behind the scenes. We did three fucking episodes last week. All right, yeah. we were exhausted. Yeah, and if you listen to them in the right order, you can tell by how drunk I am. <laughs> I know it was weird how our best was our last. Yeah. Well, we, usually we're just exhausted by that. it. Was that exhausted, fun, spastic energy that was hitting yeah. us at that point? Well, it, I'm exhausted. This is gonna be a good episode because I'm exhausted. It's already exhausting. This is just let's get into this movie now. You know, this is a good okay. segue into this movie. Okay. Um, 
There's huge, glaring, immediate problems with American Ninja 4. They replace they replace one major character who carried the whole franchise. Who was, in my mind, the the true American Ninja. It wasn't Dudikoff. It wasn't Bradley. Yeah. It was James. Yeah. They tried to subtract a Steve James and replace it by putting Dudikoff and Bradley in the same movie. And they still don't equal one James. They were so far from one James. Like, it's not even funny. Well, the story I heard was they were filming this in South Africa. And Steve James was like, I'm not going to South Africa. Fuck that. This is like, you know, apartheid. I think apartheid was, yeah, I think it was still going on at 90. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not participating. And then from what I heard was the reason Dudikoff agreed to do it because he knows where you know his bread is buttered. It was because Steve he thought Steve James was going to be in it. Oh. So then really? when he gets there he's like, "What? No James? What am I going to do? I'm going to be exposed for the fraud that I am." Yeah. Because we've learned, we've had this theory from the get-go that Dudikoff is nothing without Steve James holding him up on his massive atlas-like shoulders. It's beautiful, which... Now, we've been proven right by this movie. Yeah. Because Dudikoff is, like, on Somas or some shit through this whole <laughs> fucking movie. He's, well, he's already, Yeah, he's already a zero, and somehow he's <laughs> negative in this right, movie. Right, because I was telling Griff earlier, I almost turned the... Tur- does it turn the corner? Yeah, round, rounded the corner. Rounded the corner. I turn corners. I don't round them. I turn them. <laughs> and nice fucking 90-degree angle. I don't round <laughs> Um, and Avenging Force, I was like, maybe he's okay. And they're like, no, it was it was all Steve James. Avenging Force really is the it one. It was Steve James smoking mirrors. Yeah, it, it fooled me. It really was him and John P. Ryan. They were so great. Yes, that I thought Dudikoff was almost great for a second. God, that movie, I was texting. That movie was on the other night. I'm, I know it's on all the time. I loved it, but I didn't realize how many n words are dropped, how many curse words, how many things they had to remove, and. I mean, our, our very underrated Avenging Force episode, it's out there. Go check it out. We got all the beautiful Glastonbury that's speeches the one, That's, the, that's the one, one of our rare YouTube videos, too. That not, is. Well, not a video. It's, a, it's, it's very a, highly re- recommended over there. It's over yeah. 200 views at this point. Yeah, but it's like people thinking it's the movie, and they listen to two minutes and turn it off. Is that it? I couldn't tell you. I, I think people. Know. I haven't checked our YouTube. Much like you, who's supposed to be putting stuff up, I don't check our YouTube. So I have no idea what's going on with our YouTube. Yeah. So Steve James is missing in this movie, but they did replace him with the smallest, nerdiest, geekiest. It's Chris Rock. Yeah. It's, it's awful. He it showed... was like a slap in the face to Steve James. All right, you're, you're not going to be in it? Well, we're going to replace you. This is going to be basically your character. Yeah. But it, he's a geek. Geek. They show up, like, they drop in into, like, their, you know, to meet their contact and everything. And I don't know what country they were supposed to be in. Parmistan. Parmistan. I don't God. know what it was. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't that from another movie? Yeah, Jimkata. I'm okay. assuming some made-up African country. Okay. So they drop in there, and you got uh, Sean, who's our, our Dudikoff... 1A, 1B David character. Bradley, the David American Bradley. Ninja from American Ninja 3. He drops in, w- puts on all leather, like badass gear. and then Put they, it on. He had it underneath his jumpsuit. And then they cut over to Carl, who puts on a button-up shirt and, like, dockers. All the way in. to the top. It was, it was like, what the he fuck? He was Urkel. They, they were trying. It was so- Urkel and American Ninja. Even when they were being assigned the mission, uh, Sean was like, you can't send Carl out there. Right. He's a trip. He's weak. They, he doesn't take his shirt off once because he doesn't have that Steve James <laughs> physique. 
Like, this, it's just, you're missing so much without James. Also, David Bradley, I'm just going on, I'm just rattling off IMDb facts that I read like an hour ago. No different from usual. David Bradley wanted, he, he angled, like, he wanted them to team up and be like the American Ninja team. That would have been good. And there, and then Dudikoff is like, no. Yeah. I'm the American Ninja. So I got to be the best fighter, and I got to be the guy who beats the bad guy and be showcased. It is interesting. There was two bad guys in this. Right. One of them. One was a senior citizen. <laughs> no, well, we recognize, and you should too, because he was the elderly Mr. <laughs> Cunningham from Happy Days um, in Pray for Death. Shokazuki beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I don't know how this guy kept. I mean, I have no problem with him being an actor. Why is he putting the role of badass? You can't be a heroic ninja without getting uh, beating the ass of this guy. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Yeah, we're 11 minutes in. I think we're going to do the trailer now. But when we come out of that trailer, there's going to be a very special uh, poet off. I could do cough. Well, way to sell it. You got to. Build it up a little. You got to build it up yeah. a little. How would you build it up? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say what we were going to do. I would just unload after the trailer. All right. So let's get to that trailer. <laughs> Give yourself a nice steaming cup of Duda coffee and get ready to try to stay awake because that's what we did for American Ninja Four: The Annihilation. You don't enjoy the movie. You stay awake through the movie. <laughs> we only have a few days before the media gets a hold of this. Then all hell will break loose. Michael Dudikoff. David Bradley. Together, for the first time, American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. When the enemy is ruthless. This is not a game. Those were ninja. Merciless. Cut the slime down like dog, you understand? And holds the world hostage. It has enough power to blow New York off the face of the earth. It takes more than courage. I got a bad feeling about this, Sean. You need the power of an American ninja. If you can get us to the Dragon Fort, you may have a chance. Twice the speed. Twice the skill. Four times as deadly. <laughs> Michael Dudikoff, David Bradley, American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. All right. You know, whenever we do a Dudikoff movie, we gotta have a Haikudikoff. It's it's a tradition. You have to do it, right? It be well, except when we forget. Because I don't think we did one for Avenging. We've only... Whenever we do an, an American Ninja movie, we do. I think I can't remember. No, we've done like one. <laughs> we've done two. At least. We've done two? two. Okay, this will be our third. It's but like everything, it's a competition. It is. I have to prove to Griff I'm better than he is. Yes. At all walks of life. It's true. So we're going to do, I'm going to start off. I'm going to let you finish. How confident I am. I'm going to let you play clean up. Oh, yeah. Let's get, can you start a little bit that, that, that mood music, uh, Griff? Ambience, can you start uh, it? You got to do that. Okay. That, and I'm feeling it now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> David Bradley sucks. Makes me yearn for Dudikoff. Where's Steve fucking James? 
I, I have a whole theme going with mine, and I wonder if you'll get it. Dead behind the eyes, intentions invisible, a book with no words. Wow, that that's, makes you think. Makes you think. I mean, I when I do my, my haiku to coughs, I much like the character American Ninja. I go into a ninja trance. Mm-hmm. And I meditate, and I let my subconscious mind do it. I have no idea. I'm just—it's writing down. I have no idea what's you, coming you out. You put on your black pillowy and I vest. Found, yes, and I found out. I actually, actually I put my yellow ninja outfit yes. <laughs> and my skittle outfit, skittle ninja. Thank you. And I'm like, I'm—I was amazed by these because I'm like asking. There's a lot of questions in mine, much like where the fuck is Steve James? Yes. <laughs> so I'm just letting that out there. I'm not only being philosophical. I'm like, make, you guys are going to think about my haikus. Mm-hmm. Number two. Old as fuck villain. Vengeance or elder abuse? <laughs> Only ninjas know. I mean, ninjas are bastards. All ninjas yeah. are bastards. Anab. Absolute silence. A daisy blooms miles away. Auditory pith. Okay. For my last one. It's very similar to your first one. Blank face. Vacant eyes. Oh, must be a Dudikoff role. How was he a star? <laughs> that is very similar. Yeah. Bears be aware. Bouquet speak no foreign tongue. Truffles cannot hide. I have no idea what that means. You have no idea. Bears have the greatest sense of smell. Mine played on. Well, three why of do the they five have, senses. Why do they have pigs search for truffles? Uh, because I guess there's pigs are better at finding them. They're more attuned to them, but still, I read it. I looked up National Geographics for all those haikus. Just wanted to hit the three, three, three main senses of a ninja. That's why I did eyes, smell, and sound. I had right. one in there about uh, about uh, him being a mute, a mumbly mute, compared to Black Bolt, but I scrapped that one. Okay. Well. You guys can decide who won that one. Let's get into this movie, Griff. Oh, my God. Hour 40 movie. This is. I almost didn't watch it. I was exhausted last night. I, I, I worked all fucking day long, and then I gorged myself on birthday cake. Oh, I, whole cake. I, I ate the whole cake. And cause I, who knows when I'll ever get another one. You're going to have some you might not colorful shit. I might not be alive for my next birthday. COVID's surging, dude. Oh, yeah. But we are rounding that curve, so don't worry about rounding it. it. Rounding it. We're rounding I'm it. turning it, but you're rounding it. Yeah. Uh, so when I saw it, it, mine was 99 minutes, and I was like, that's nine this minutes too still long. still too long, yeah. Nine minutes too <laughs> past my bedtime. Well, Murray, you could But prob- I did it. I endured because I said, what would Steve James do? Yes. I don't think he would do this. No, I think he would have to fucking no. burned this movie. But anyways, they could have cut this whole intro scene. We didn't need it to be this long because we get a very slow chase, jungle hunt. We very got very reminiscent of Avenging Force. The yeah. people being hunted. Yeah, we soldiers. Got soldiers though. So they're they're equipped with guns and everything. Wasn't Avenging Force like politicians being hunted down? No, it was just, it was just normal people. people. Okay. Yeah, they were just... So they're running through the woods. You know, they're shooting that stuff. Of course, it's ninjas. We finally reve- like right, reveal every every once in a while they'd pop up and grab one of the guys and like slice their throat with a samurai sword. Yeah, excuse me, ninja ninja sword. sword. And so uh, we do get like a cut of a guy up on like a cliff. They love side. That, that was yeah. a, they, a lot of cliffside ninjas. Just like ninjas lurking, and 
we do see people like take shots at them. Some of these soldiers yeah. here, and the ninjas just like little gates. They just turn their shoulders and dodge the bullets. Well, no, a couple did get shot. They were on That's top right. of like some kind of I don't know. What That's right. They, they jumped to, like on top of a rock, which yeah. is they did that a lot in American Ninja Two, where the ninjas would be behind the rock, jump on top of it, and then dude cough would yeah. beat their ass. And then we see these like close up these elderly liver spotted hands yeah. holding some binoculars and they pull it away and there it is that's our fucking dude from pray for death yep. and he's got and were there no asian people involved like available like all the ninjas are white or black <laughs> and you see like a mysterious ninja with an eye patch which i saw on imdb switch his eyes i didn't notice i didn't, care I didn't notice that either yeah that's but funny. he's got uh it's weird because it almost looked like they took a lens from a mirrored shade, like sunglasses, and just put it over his eye. I maybe they took one of the mirrors off uh, Shawn Michaels. Jackets. I don't, it was very Shredder esque. It was kind of cool. They didn't spotlight him enough. They Not kept at all. they kept all the focus on. Uh, we have like two main Grandpa. villains. They got uh, Melgro or something. Melgro Scarf. Mulgrew. <laughs> God, <laughs> Scarf Mulgrew. and Sheik Ali Maksud, who he calls Ali. But I was like, all I see on here is Maksud, so I went with Maksud for the notes. I would have been happier knowing his name was Ali. But anyways, so we get to see that villain. We get to see our super ninja who does not get enough time. And uh, we actually cut away, and we're going straight to the old chapel. Got a couple getting married. And again, Steve James wouldn't be getting married. You can't tie Steve James down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's our geek, Carl. And he's yeah, he finally paid a woman to marry him. I don't know, there's no way this loser's getting married. This guy's a geek, geek. samurai cop would say. Yeah. And our buddy, of course, our buddy uh Sean Sean Davidson, I think was his character's yep. name. He's the best man the best in ring there. He's, he's like, Got the ring, got the ring. Yeah. It's like, Come on, yeah, I got it. It's no big deal. And then the fucking priest from Princess Bride Marriage, he's like marrying them. Mm-hmm. And just as they're about to be married, we get rubber duck, rocker one. And we see that, I mean, they're always on the case. Even yes. when they're getting married, they're prepared. So uh, Sean's got his little walkie-talkie. And he's like, rubber duck, we need you. The convoy's starting. And he's like, cut it. Yep. Carl, we got to go. It's like, yep. I'm getting married here. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know. And this emergency is not an emergency. It's emergency at all. No, they it's just a meeting. Yeah, was, they had to rush off to a meeting, and they were like, yeah, the, the mayo was going to go bad if you guys didn't hurry. So come on, yeah, forge on some got, sandwiches. Yeah, man, the fucking, yeah, we got the coffees are getting cold, dude. <laughs> and so he's like, we got to go. Like, I'm sorry, but I got to go. And then all the, the dads are like, how dare you Yeah, dad's super daughter. offended. But Murray, it's okay. None of these characters exist anymore. Right. They're all in the past. Yeah. And uh, so then short round, no time for love, Dr. Jones. And then they just fucking they take just, off. Yeah, they take right off. So we're in a meeting with a guy named Gavin. We know he's serious because he's a British accent. Oh, yeah. That's always good. He's also a world operator. I think this is the whole G6 world is their group. There. Oh, yeah. I like a G6. And we're getting all the deets on uh, fucking Scarf. Yep. Scarf Scarf. <laughs> We learned that he got kicked out of the British military for being too sadistic. Oh, okay. He tortures mi- people. I missed this whole background. And then we see Sheikh Ali Maksu, which we know all Arabs are evil, so <laughs> we don't need that's all we need to know. And we, we realize they're trying to develop a dirty bomb, a suitcase bomb. Yes, a, a bomb that, a nuke that fits in a suitcase. 
And they're they're ultimately trying to get it so they can put nukes in butt plugs because they know the Western people love butt plugs. Infidels, they love it. So they're like, there's gonna be they're gonna be doing one of their million pe- people orgies in the Superdome, and one of them's gonna have That's one of a our super nukes. spreader. Yeah, one of them's gonna have. <laughs> One of them's gonna have our fucking nuke butt plug in, and boom, one million. We just we just won the war. I would actually, I'd be fine with that happening. <laughs> but, so we learned that Delta Force, who were the guys we saw earlier, were already sent in. Yeah, and we got a tape back from Maksud, and we got they're like being raped and tortured. There's sweat socks everywhere. Oh, the tube socks are everywhere, and they're like torn up and shit. It's like sad. It's I don't sad. know if they were watching some bizarre like S and M gay porn, or this was them being tortured. I don't know. Like, no, that's the wrong tape. Here's yeah. the tape of Delta Force. And then we get like some nice footage of all their ninja, the Skittle ninjas, and they're right. like doing jumping jacks and shit. And they're like, I've never seen such <laughs> like flexible ninjas. These guys can't be fucked. And right. then, well, Sean, he knows those are red faction ninjas, yeah. the worst, most dangerous kind. What, what are they after here? What's the goal? Well, uh, Shikali, he wants 50 mil and the release of all of God's Freedom Fighters. Interesting, and that can't happen. We can't allow that. So, of course not. We our second best, our second choice is Sean and Carl. <laughs> and they're like, "You got two days." He gave us two days for this ransom. We don't I, have that money. I got to give Carl credit here. He's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm right on it." And he he's like ready to go. And Sean's <laughs> and like, "Sean goes, let the adults <sighs> let the adults speak." For big sides, yeah. <sighs> Carl, can you walk out of the room for a Go minute? Go get yourself an apple juice over in, you know, the, <laughs> you some, know. They got the juice boxes. Yeah. All the juice boxes you like. Really? And he yeah. runs off all giddy. And Sean just, he just heavy sigh. He's like, you can't send Carl out there. Like, he, he heard it. He's a, a child. He stubbed his toe today and cried about it for five minutes. He's not ready for this. He's like, but then, then he rattles off his, uh, his, he's like, he graduated the top of his class. He's a, he's an expert marksman, which we learned that's not so true later on. Yeah. He's he, like, oh, expert marksman. Yeah. And then he's like, are you, who are you fucking kidding me? Get Joe, Joe Armstrong. We, we, we called him, but he's, he's being some pussiest hippie peace corps fuck now yes he's some kind of fringe peace fuck and we don't take that kind of <laughs> shit around here anymore and then fucking sean's like all right i'm in i guess golan was like guys how did this intro take 14 minutes long did you ramble about like Hydudikovs and horribly set it up again yes yes mr golan so he's like just cut to the drop in just cut to it. Well, so we get a horrible shot. It's obvious they're just sitting on a plane on a tarmac with a fan blowing. <laughs> so the worst shot. And then they we get some stock footage, somebody parachuting. Yep. Come down. Again. I was I was talking about this earlier. David or uh, Sean comes out, he's all leathered up, ready to yeah, go. Unzips his, well, he unzips his jumpsuit and he's got all leather on leather. Yep. Ready Looking to like go. he's ready for Mad Max. That was on too, Mad Max. What a great movie. It was the dubbed version though. Uh, what the fuck sick. was I that I told shit? you about that. So bad. Warned you. Oh. And then uh, fucking Kurt Carl is looking like fucking Urkel. He's, he's getting ready to come tie. here and audit the whole country. He's he's ready to <laughs> crunch some numbers. Like, we're, yeah, we're in fuck? some mysterious, I'm guessing, African country. I don't know. They never even mentioned what country we're in. And we learned... What continent we're on, for fuck's sake. We don't know. We learned how, uh, very quickly how poor of a ninja Sean is because they're walking through... There's, it's like 
a couple trees. They're really skinny trees, and they get caught off guard by it happens to be their contact Pongo. But for a minute there, they're like, "Oh shit, this kid's gonna shoot us." Always with the wise talking kids in these movies. Always, and always. he's doing the fucking yeah, she right, you dirty rat, yeah. Cause see, he he loves American culture, of course. And then always do. What's the pass? Won't she? And then Carl goes. The blue wrecking crew mm-hmm. gets through, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. The big blue wrecking crew. That was the password. Which probably was a football thing. I don't know what this stoop is. I know. It was and like, all right, you got it. Yeah, let's get in my car. And then the car was right there, too. It's right. like, how stupid are these people? Ugh. And, of course, it won't start for some reason. It's a classic car. It's like from the 60s, like Cuba. They only have cars from the 60s. Yeah. And, again, Golan was like, guys, seriously, we got to trim more fat. So you just get a bus slowly pulling up. And it, well, we well, get some great character building. We do get some shots of them inside the bus. They're That's arguing. Right. Sean's in the middle, like, rolling his eyes. Mm-hmm. They're arguing over movie trivia. Yeah. And, and there's a there's a man in the background noticing them, the new... Um, and to let you know that we're in a third world country, there's always like a chicken loose. Yeah, that's I like, do love that. That's I do love always that. the guy. They're like, oh, we're not in a real country. Because <laughs> they have loose livestock in their As, as our, uh, our former dear president, are we still pretending it's Wednesday? <laughs> would call them a shithole country is yes, what I was actually getting to. Exactly. He would... And he would actually, Actually, bet he's actually asked for Joe Armstrong. He like, probably like, is Joe Armstrong available. <laughs> I'm hearing things. I'm hearing things. Chuck, it's Joe Armstrong. Chuck Norris, of course. He works on a total gym all the time. Our, our president. So they come to this bar, and a mysterious guy notices them, makes a call. Yep. Bongo brings him in. The bar is called Freddy's. A lot of expatriate Americans live in there for some reason. It's very interesting. You got pool playing. You got dancing. You've got, you got gambling. You got the fucking cantina band from Star Wars playing in the background. You got a deer hunter group uh, getting ready to <laughs> shoot them. Like, this is the everything bar. Right. Uh, but still, when these two new people come in, every, you get the it's a fucking record scratch, and everyone's kind of well, like looking at Well, this is the first time we've seen everyone has a full set of teeth, so <laughs> it's like they're, like, dazzled. And then... Sean is flashing his teeth constantly. Right. Well, he's yeah. got beautiful pearly whites. I got to say, Michael Dudikoff's hairline has somehow gone further down his face <laughs> in this movie. He's a monster. <laughs> he really Everybody, including the man, had huge hair in this movie. Yeah, Sean had it, too, yeah. where it's like the gap between his hairline and his eyebrows is maybe an inch and a half. And it's like, what the fuck is he's happening? He's got a three head. <laughs> he has a one head. One inch. <laughs> and so... They walk they straight to, to the, the bar. bar. Freddy's the guy at the bartender. It's his establishment. And he's like, oh, he's like, the big blue wrecking crew, huh? Yeah. Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, backward hillbilly. There's hillbillies everywhere. Wherever you go, there's always fucking hillbillies. <laughs> he looks straight like the fucking... Looks like, uh, he looks yeah. like he's straight out of like Hillbilly Jim's family. He yeah. comes up. He's got the fucking bib overalls. Well, they, they say the code, and he's like... Guys, we they sent out the Delta Force and they got their asses kicked. You think you can do this? Uh-uh. Get out of my bar. And, they, and then they sent for Hillbilly Jim. And he steps up to Sean. At this point, Pongo and uh, Carl are just hiding somewhere. Yeah. Clearly, Pongo is teaching Carl a lesson or two about how to hide. Because right. they, they. Well, nobody knows that hide better than Pongo, that fucking bitch. Yes, he does. Yeah. So Sean just fucking annihilates. This guy gets. He, he no sells anything. He just. Destroys his hillbilly. Oh yeah, he takes a bar stool across the back of his head. His head is gashing open, just blood everywhere, and he's just like, 
Just like any other Tuesday. <laughs> and then, well, then Fred, it's funny you mentioned that. Fred grabs a beard, throws, and goes, walk, and points to, like, the stairs. Because he's like, he's like, oh, you've proved yourself. So yeah. now we got we got to talk about some shit upstairs. Yeah. They go upstairs. We explain the plan. They got to get into this compound where all the people are. Yeah. And they got they got this fucking dirty bomb. And you got to go to Sulphur Springs and meet a guy named Doctor Tamba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's he's got this whole like his own army. It's Barter Town, dude. It is. It was Barter Town. It made me so happy. I was like, wait. I thought it was Mad Max before. Now we're getting into actual fucking Thunderdome here. Right. Crazy. And then, so while that's going on, Mulgrew finally shows up. That guy, the mysterious person called Mulgrew. So mm-hmm. he rolls up with his like Nazi cosplayer buddy, O'Reilly. Yeah. He's always wearing these like Nazi uniforms. This was very interesting as well. And uh, Mulgrew, he also has a very baggy leather. There's a lot of baggy leather jackets in this movie. Yeah, for sure. And, and they roll up. And so, you know, they come in. Start waving their dick around. Yeah, they they you hear them downstairs just making a mess of things, and of course they just kick right into the door. And it's just Pongo. I think it was Pongo. They left might have left him there by himself to talk to uh, Freddie. But Freddie ends up talking to O'Reilly, maybe Mulgrew as well, and he's trying to explain like, oh no, no one was here. We didn't see anybody. No one, no one new or interesting was here. But they shoot him up. And fucking uh, Steve, Steve, why did I want to They shoot Freddy right in the face. Yeah, they shoot him right in the face. And then all, then fucking Mulgrew just starts just like molesting Pongo. He's like, pulling, yeah, Pongo, Pongo was out there. You know, there, that was yeah. a very uh, Jean-Claude shirt Pongo had. It was a pink wife beater with buttons on the collar. Yes. <laughs> I could totally see Jean-Claude wearing that in a movie with some slacks and dress shoes. That's right. Cause it, and it, he just pulls down one of his halter tops and starts rubbing his fucking shoulder, yeah, nibbling on his ear. And this is Mulgrew's move. We see this multiple he's times in the movie. Freak. Yeah, he is. And he's not just, he's not swinging one direction. He's swinging <laughs> both ways. He, yeah. He's into everything. But that's right, because they haven't bust out. They were in, like, an armoire, but we'll see yeah. a wardrobe. Why there's a fucking wardrobe in a it's, bar? It's I a don't vintage, know. like, wardrobe. It was amazing. And maybe it's the Narnia wardrobe. So, yeah. <laughs> you can escape by going to Narnia. So, yeah. so they're waiting to bust out of there, but first they let Pongo get molested for a little while by this, this dude. And, and Pongo immediately just fucking rats on these guys. Yeah. They're in the cut, and then as soon as that, Sean just bursts out and leaps out a window. Yeah, they just ran straight <laughs> across. But hey, what they know about Pongo already is that this kid knows how to escape himself. So they get out. Uh, Sean and Carl. God, I don't want to remember their names because I hate them so much. I just they're so boring. But Mulgrew uh, shouts out because people are pointing their guns out the window to shoot Sean and Carl, and Mulgrew's just like, no, no, no. I want them alive. Don't know what this voice is. <laughs> is that in honor of our dearly deceased Sean Connery? It might be. Yeah. Remember the <sighs> quickening, Pongo. <laughs> and of and course so- Pongo slips out as well, and they all kind of meet back up at the market. Yeah, there's always that scene at the marketplace where they're like hiding. And they you just see two hats sitting there, and then slowly the hats start to rise and their heads underneath them. That was, I, 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 chortled at that yeah i mean that's what kept you going throughout this movie right. you're like this is good enough that i can get through the rest of the movie but so they, then so pongo meets up with him he's like hey i got a place i can take you the yeah. mortuary i got my friend ernie works there 
And so they go. Apparently, we meet this girl, Sarah, another American that's in this shithole country, trying to fix it. (laughs) And she works for the Peace Corps as well. Yep. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. Come on in. And she's like, well, I got to hide you where we keep the lepers' dead corpses. Is that all right? Yeah. And, like, you notice, like, I think, like, Carl's like, and, like, Sean's like, I'm not doing that. You yeah. notice he doesn't do that? I like, <laughs> well, like, Sarah is flirting the fuck up with uh, Sean because she well, was just like, oh, my God, I don't think we can hide one of these. Well, like every time you figures. see him in a scene, an article of clothing is missing because the leather jacket's gone by now. It's already, yeah. He just has, like, the fucking, like, tank top with the Sopec jelly on. Yeah. So all the other nerds, Pongo and Carl, they hide under the sheets with the dead people, and they're like, "Ew, it's so gross." <laughs> Sean goes into a corner, <laughs> like he's down. like he's gonna take a shit, <laughs> squats down, and does one of the nine powers of the ninja. That's probably it. He probably turned invisible. Exactly. And that's why they didn't see him because his head is like popping out from well, under the table. Well, we talk about his hair. He's got like early <laughs> 80s Nick Cave hair. It's fucking huge. And he's just like obvious as all fuck. But uh, yeah. But not it, obvious for our, our cosplaying Nazi O'Reilly because he shows up and he doesn't see him. Yeah. So O'Reilly, they do another. This is another fun bit. He's knocking on the door. It opens. He's still knocking. The door's not there. Sarah steps up. He's knocking on his breast there. He's like, good knockers. Hilarious joke. Hilarious. Murray chortled a little bit. I should smile. Chortled, all right. And she does a great job of hiding him. She's got her gloves on, which she's just been in dead people butts with. So (laughs) they're, like, covered in shit. It's gross. You want to get out of there. Everybody's, like, fanning their faces. And she's, like, touching them and shit. She's, like, getting – like, don't infringe on my freedoms. I'm touching you. I can do this. This is fine. So O'Reilly's like, "Uh, can I come – and I don't think I want to. And she's like, no, you need to go in there. Go check it out. There's well, he this has guy. to check it out because who knows what Scarf will do to him if he it's comes true. back empty-handed. Yeah. So O'Reilly makes the rounds. And he's slowly going over. He's got his nightstick out, and he's, like, poking, prodding, touching butts. He's really into butts, too. So all kinds of fun shit happen. Well, again, he's working with the people who are trying to make a nuke butt plug. Uh, so so people, who else would know about butts than O'Reilly? Yep. And we slowly get the walk up to where this, this big poof of hair, this pompadour. And At least he's controlling his breathing pretty well. Like, he did that all right. So he's like, oh, I guess there's nobody here. So he leaves. And like, man. And then, like, like you said, she is so warm for his form that she just met this guy. And she's like. I want to go on this mission with you. Yeah, so they all take off running, and they they just, again, Golan, cut it. We need to just get to this. They're in the middle of the woods running now, and Sean is just, like, looking at Sarah the whole time, like, looking over his left shoulder, running forward, and he's just watching her tits bounce around because she had big tits, and she's just wearing, like, a normal bra, and he was just like, wow, God did not cut you for running, but I bet there's other cardiac cardiac event. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. Oh, I was trying to say uh, cardio tasks. Cut this joke is what we need to cut. Cut Cut to Mulgrew. (laughs) He's got this grimy, constantly wet sex dungeon in the basement of uh, Ali's uh, uh, fort. Yeah. And he's got all our uh, hillbillies, a hillbilly gym on a chair Mm -hmm. with a noose around his neck. Yeah. And he's got two other bouncers, and he's like, I want to know who that was. And th- for some reason, they're not ratting out. They don't, actually don't even fucking know. Yeah, they, they just didn't know. 
So they're like, we well, don't know. Are you lying to me? Shoots a guy in the fucking head. You're going to tell me now? I, I, I really don't fucking know. I would love to tell you. Shoots him in the head. Goes up to hit bully Jim. You gonna tell me? He's the devil who's gonna destroy you. Mm. And then he just then instead of I would just save the bullets and kick the chair off. Right? No, no, he's got to be dramatic. He shoots the legs off the chair. Hey, hey, I like that. When you're talking villainry, I want that kind of detail added to it. Perfect, perfect room for uh, torturing people. Though there's a drain in the middle of it. All the blood funneled to that drain. Good. Is that why it was constantly wet? Yeah, that was a perfect room for for this it's kind like of activity. Basement. It was always know. clean when there wasn't, you know, people <laughs> shitting and dying. It was always clean. So O'Reilly just happens to arrive with his bad news and the good news that he touched a woman's breast today, but mostly bad news. So, oh, we cut back to our back boys to in the, the woods. shadows. Still running through the they're, woods. They're just apparently Sulphur Springs is within walking distance because they're going to walk it. Yeah, they're just going to huff it. And so then Sean, his ninja senses are tingling. He's like, "Hide, hide out in the woods. Something's." I thought foot. I thought something went by his face. I don't remember. I thought I saw like an arrow go by his face. No one else notices it, but Sean notices it. He's like, "Everybody, go, go hide." Carl, Pongo, you know how to hide. Yeah, take uh, take so everybody they hide. And then he just communes with the ninja spirits. He just does a split on the ground, junk lot style. Starts doing the fucking nine power of the ninja hand signals. I don't even know where he pulled all these weapons out of his from. ass. <laughs> this is an ass friendly movie. <laughs> he, he, he said he puts together a bow and arrow. He had a bow and arrow he set had up a his ass. Bow and arrow puts it together. He's got he, five he's, arrows. He's got a little fanny pack of ninja stars. Oh my god! And it was like a co- like the coin dispenser <laughs> things that the arcade girls would have back in the day with shurikens in. Oh my god. And He's got every ninja weapon. I, Shokazuki would be jealous. He'd be just like, oh, my God, I don't have one of those. And just when he gets done doing a nice fucking ninja prayer, steps up, and, not, like, we're looking down an alley of trees, and they all just fold in, like, at the same time in synchronization. It was beautiful. It was a very right. beautiful way that they did that. The Skittle ninjas appear. And they start firing off arrows, but as we know about ninjas, a good ninja, they just catch arrows. They just, it's just, like, flies out of the air. Whoop, whoop. So we get to we get catches this. an arrow. And I think he throws the arrow back at the guy and kills him. That know. happens like twice in this movie. But yeah, Joe, he he takes out a few with his bow. He catches an arrow, throws it back. You're right about that. Uh, so we get a cat and mouse game. Yeah, in the forest. It starts with them hunting him, and then very quickly after the bow kills and he throws the, the arrow back. The cat exactly. So he's got a Rolex on still, and it's a James Bond Rolex. Another nod to Sean Connery here. And he fucking, he's got piano wire in it. So he goes over. There's like five ninjas walking in the middle of a field. Why are they walking in the middle of a field? Seems dumb. They're walking in the middle of this field. He goes up to the last guy with that piano wire and chokes him out. So you get another. Immediately kills him within one second. He's dead. Yep. And now that that we're in the middle of the field, we can take, you know, one on four. This is the most bizarre fight scene. I don't know what was happening. There's a lot happening. they're, They're sneaking up on each other. Then they're just facing off and then he's completely uh fucking himself over here because he had the woods to help kind of defend him now he's in the middle of everything didn't he also put a bandana around his face was that him or was that he did he did he was covid safe he was covid safe during this he's like no shithole country is gonna have proper you know interesting so he did covid up yeah 
And then he said, then he pulled out a nightstick. I guess that's a ninja weapon. Again, now. where was this hiding? Opposite. <laughs> apparently, this is like, like Captain Caveman, but he keeps shooting up his ass. Dude, this is like a sixteen-inch long, uh, <laughs> inch and a half like diameter fucking metal rod. This is intense. There's is... a couple guys with that, and he's like, if that wasn't enough, he twists the fucking thing to fucking nunchucks now, and he hits. One guy with it, and then tosses I, I it. I should have checked the fucking credits. I'm sure Shokazugi supplied these weapons, because you know he's the master of ninja uh, Of weapons. course. And so after he chucks that away, then a couple... None co- chucks that none away. None chucks that away. A couple of more ninjas pop up, and he's just like, no problem. And again, we saw all the... This is... Just throwing those ninja stars... And they're just standing there taking it. They're just like, all right. It's a good know. thing you didn't have, like, like sometimes when you get a dime stuck in the quarter roll and then your fucking field gets all thrown off. All those shurikens were put in exactly the right way. Well, we saw so him we could put easily, it in. He, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to hand load it the right way. And then he's like, hey, Carl, come on, ready to go. And, all uh, right, guys, let's go. And They're, like, hiding in a ditch. Yeah, so as they get out of the ditch, five, three ninjas pop up. But it's okay. The We've three already, ninjas popped up? The three ninjas. The kids from the three ninjas. Wow. So they pop up, and Carl, we've already been told he's an excellent marksman. <laughs> expert marksman. Expert. Top of his class, according to Gavin. Apparently by expert he meant that he knows about marksmen. <laughs> because motherfucker can't hit the broadside of a barn. He misses everything. He's literally just fucking uh, chewing from Remo. They just fucking dodge those bullets. It was, it was fascinating. He and takes, then... The, we know the ninja's greatest weapon is a net. Oh, yeah. Fishes and ninjas. Because Sean realizes how he fucked up. He's like, I shouldn't have called Car- Car- Carl over yet. <laughs> he wanted to make him feel good, but he could take the last three. Yeah. And he fucks it up. So within that time, 100 other ninjas suddenly appear. Sean goes to like stand in front of everybody because he's obviously going to have to defend them now. And, yeah, the net goes out. But we all know our Pongo, our boy Pongo. He's as slippery as a Neil. Right. So we just slipped right out of there. And they don't even notice him. And then they he, just dogpile the rest of the guys. He doesn't even need a smoke bomb. He just He's just gone. So we cut to the mountainside. We cannot have a, a fucking American Ninja movie without the fucking Skittle Ninja training sequence. Oh, this is good shit here. So it's on the top of a cliff because everything's on the top of a cliff in this yep. movie. And we see them doing calisthenics. They're doing sit-ups. Yep, and they're arranged in their skittle degree, you know. So you got the the red and the green and, we, and the yellow. And, and we the know by the name that this movie inspired the show American Ninja Warrior. Oh, absolutely. So they have the fucking obstacle course, mm-hmm. and they're doing it. And then we see the guy we saw earlier, Super Ninja. That's his name. Yep. He's obviously the star. He's a star pupil. Yeah. Sheik Ali and uh, Mulgrew are watching Scarf. They're they're discussing because Mulgrew is very upset about these two ninjas. And Ali, or uh, uh, Maksud, he's just like, no, he is very relaxed. This right. whole movie, he's just like, I love death. I, I don't give a shit if I die here today. Right. Everyone knows I'm the best. He knows Ali will protect him. Exactly. So he's just like, why are you worried about these two Americans? Look at this live entertainment in front of us. We're going to have some grapes later. Isn't that going to be cool? Eating grapes. And so we see there's like, I wish they had this shit on American Ninja Warrior because there's like a balance beam with broken glass. Yeah. And a guy falls a nut first on a big shard of glass. I I love how they address it, though, because you were talking about the Super Ninja. He's doing it first, and he's just cutting right through it. And then you get a cut to Maksu, just politely clapping. They're doing the golf clap. Grinning ear to ear. And then we start to see the ninjas because we're like, oh, I guess there's no stakes. All the ninjas are just going to do it. But no. 
that's where you get the balance beam with shards of glass. So the guy falls <laughs> on the balance beam and he just gets fucking devoured by glass. That was oh, well wrapped the ass. That was uh, really hurt. God, we're going to the ass of this movie. <laughs> Because this is the ass of the American Ninja. This is the saga. This will, I mean, this it, is the movie that annihilated the saga. It should have been assassinated. And then we get this weird, like foosball type situation where they go down a uh, uh, hallway and they got spears that they're like foosballing back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it was just like straight swords that dudes were like. And, but apparently, through. Super Ninja he memorized. You know, he was like. A, B, up, left. He memorized the fucking Nintendo code for this one. So he goes yeah. right through it. Slips Does some right flips through. through it. Yeah. We got to see, like, they, I think they showed us three obstacles. I don't remember. I know there was the balance glass beam. There was uh, one where it was, like, a tightrope or something, and there was, like, punchy sticks sticking up. So you saw a yeah. guy fall and get impaled on those. And then the third one was the sword hallway. So we got to see one person die in each one and the super ninja get through all there three. There was no, they should, the final should have been a mirrored room. And they it sh- oh, it should have been. Uh, no. But again, Maksud loving all this. Mulgrew, he just can't find a smile. He's lost it. He's just, he wants to get it back. He's worried about he those Americans. He hasn't butt raped somebody in an hour. So he's furious. But don't worry, Murray. That smile is about to return. Because, uh, lo and behold, here comes his uh, two Americans, and they've been captured. Three Americans. We got Tech- Sarah, well, right? they don't care about Sarah. They're just worried well, about the two. Well, he does. He, he gropes her. Uh, well, he that was, so, that was a bonus, okay? They, like, rip off fucking Sean's shirt and slap some pack jelly on him. He's just glistening in the sun. Mulgrew's putting on his shades. He's like, I like the I like the cut of his gym. Oh, yeah. Well, they put on that pack jelly and that fucking African sun. It was bright. And then... AW wrestlers take note. This is a master class on how you do it. Sean, they put because you obviously know Sean's the alpha, so they yep. bring him forth, and he's surrounded by ninjas. Yep, and then the ninjas start fucking him up, and he's selling really well. And there's no leg slap in here. No. There's no hand chops. There's no waiting. No. It's it's all very but he's selling well. like a motherfucker. And then he's like, time to make my comeback. So then he just gets up, and then he just fucking takes out all these ninjas. This is good shit. He's tasting a rainbow. He's just these Skittles ninjas are going down. Yeah, and unlike Chuck Norris, I'll get I'll give uh, Sean some credit here. He's he's doing the roundhouses himself. He doesn't have his little brother there, do you know, helping lift his leg up and everything. He's doing all the kicks There's and everything. No marionette work going on there. Yep. And then Sean he immediately he he didn't tell who's the boss. He goes from Mulgrew's throat, and before he does, blow dart ninja behind him yep. hits him a couple times with some knockout darts. And Sean, he he's still got enough, just a little bit of gas in the tank, and so he gets over to Mulgrew's nice little platform that he was set up on, and uh, he doesn't get to say anything, collapses in front of him, but Mulgrew grabs that hair, that fucking huge mop, mop of hair, and he was just like, God damn, I thought that was a wig. All right, take him to take him take, to the pleasure dome. Take him, take him to my Thunderdome. Take him to my Thunderdome. So, yeah, we go back to that constantly wet sex dungeon. <laughs> And they chain him up to these pillars, and he's like wanting this info. And like Sean, totally, he's just not, he's just looking away, not even making eye contact. Yep. What are your names? Why are you here? Name, we rank, still, serial we, number. We still got a couple other hostages from the Delta Force here as well. Right. And he's like, he's like, you will tell me, and I'm gonna show you why. Goes over to one of the Delta Force guys, lick my shoe. 
Mm. And he's just like, oh, oh, he's looking scared, but he's not doing it. He wasn't doing it. They actually had to force him. A ninja came out from behind and uh, kicked out his leg and forced his uh, face. But once he got down that shoe, he licked it pretty quickly. He licked it clean. He, he licked it a lot. He licked the floor a couple times, too. And that was that was very, pretty... Is that why the floor is wet? I think he was trying to lap up some of that wetness. And then he starts whipping the fuck out of Carl and Sean. Carl's like, ooh, ow, ee, ow. Sean... Totally, he's went. He's into a meditative state. He's just staring off into space. He's not selling any of that shit. Nope. Not giving him the satisfaction. I loved it. I loved it. And, and then so Mulgrew Scarf he's, is getting very angry. He's not done yet. So he's like, "Oh, I I know what I'll do. I'll go molest this his lady love over there." Yup. So he goes over there. We already know his move. We saw it on Pongo earlier. So he gets right up in her ear, and he gets on his tippy toes, and he starts whispering. Sweet nothings into her ear. Sweet nothings into his ear. And then apparently she didn't like what he was he was uh, whispering because she spits in his face. Yeah. And he fucking just starts paintbrushing her. He's just like, I'm going to, I'm not too long. I'm going to have you. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get in those cheeks. Grabbing those cakes. Grabbing those cakes. Whew. So... We cut to, we haven't seen him all movie, and God... 45 we, minutes, we haven't seen him. We did not need to see him. No. There's no point. We could have caught, probably cut out 15, 20 minutes of this movie if it just omitted him completely. He's at the Peace Corps. He's teaching some kids some some education. He's teaching them about the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal. Hey, kids. The word <laughs> for today is environment. I want you to go out and get something from your environment. To show me. They're like, okay, I guess that means every anything. Yeah, they're confused, but hey, half day. Who the fuck cares? And then we hear this very strong, educated British voice. Joe! Turns around, it's fucking Gavin from earlier. We need you. Your friend, Sean? She's been captured. (laughs) Remember the quickening? (laughs) Remember the quickening. I'm out. I told you, I'm done with this. (laughs) <laughs> but your friend, your, your friend that we, we, as far as we know, have no relationship at all. We've never seen you guys together at all, but they're apparently best friends. They're barely best friends. So uh, No mention of where fucking Curtis uh, Jackson is at nope, all. Nope. Nothing. I thought that was his best friend. Nothing. Like, Golan must have had a, a really... Something happened with Steve James to completely, completely omit him like they did. Yeah, he didn't want to go to a racist country to film this movie because it was cheaper. Well, I just mean that to not even mention him, they were offended by that move. Like, yeah, they, well. they had to stick it to him. That's why Carl. Well, of course, yeah. All right, so Murray, this had to be your favorite part of the movie because we haven't had a montage in forever. And we get one of the best Wait. montages all around. <laughs> it put me to sleep almost. Yeah? We get a nice... Well, I mean, it was nice because we use this later for a commercial... For our due to coffee, mm-hmm. because we see him making a nice cup of coffee, and he's yep. just like, "That's some good coffee." Yep, that's the greatest acting due to coffee does in this movie because mm-hmm. he basically sleepwalks. I he must have been due to coffee decaf because he was sleepwalking through this entire fucking movie. <laughs> you can tell he was just there for the paycheck. Well, as we know, due to coffee puts you to sleep. So I mean, it and would so, been par for the course. He's out in nature. Because you yep. commune with nature. He's got that coffee. He's staring off into the sunset. It, it's always like a shot fading into another shot because he wakes up and he's just in his boxers and his T-shirt. And 
the smells best that coffee. Of waking up is duty coffee in your cup. I was gonna say duty in your cup, but <laughs> that's probably an awful thing to wake up to. But yeah, we see him. He's going into deep thought, and as we know, ninjas—they—they they can just, like I said in my in my haiku, like he can go into such a deep concentration that he can hear flowers bloom. He can hear all all, all everything in the world. That's how he knows where his friends are. Well, I thought this was a little overkill because he actually had a cartoon light bulb go off over his head. That was and then, a little weird. And then he decides, yes, I am going to save Sean. I didn't, I didn't really like that part. But, hey, you know what? It's all right. Well, we'll go on yeah, with the movie. A little on the nose. A little on the nose. So he rolls up in shithole of Stan. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck his country <laughs> is. Apparently I, they, have an, they have an airport, at least. Yeah, I thought they were connecting to another place. I thought he was in America. But, yeah, the TSA guy who's checking his, you know, his passport, he's like, ah, American, you have the dumb president, right? It's like, uh, I don't know. I've been over somewhere. I've been in another shithole country. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but And um, he's like, he oh. Me- the TSA guy immediately puts in a call to somebody. I, I thought they were going to be followed. Well, he calls Mulgrew, I guess. I, I guess. Mulgrew's Ar- got everybody knows who Joe Armstrong is. I mean, I, ga- I guess O'Reilly might have the control of everything. Maybe it's right. the military no, that's running there. O'Reilly was the Ted Cruz of this group. He Oh, God. And so he walks out, and Pongo totally forgot about everybody. He just fucking like led him to their death and he's just like back to his normal life he's got a new car he's an new uber car. driver he's, he's uber, just yeah. hanging out he's like sir you need a ride yeah i think i can use a ride yeah and he's like hey aren't you an american ninja joe armstrong yeah that's me he's playing he played it a little cooler than that he was like i ain't saying nothing <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> <laughs> i need a ride Hop in. <laughs> so we get the fucking, fucking, I don't know, this car. Very yellow. Purple details fucking on the hood. Fucking our boys from Angel Town will be like, this is a little too much. Maybe they need to remove a few things. Leopard print seat. Not leopard. Uh, zebra print seats. Yes. And then he had a- Hydraulics. T- a tiger, a bobblehead tiger on the dash. This is a Toyota Tercel, by the way. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was, okay. a, it was, a, it was a shithole car. It was amazing. And he's like, yeah, man, I can take you where you need to go. I don't even know. what. I guess they were taking him to Barter Town. He's like, yeah, he was going to take me to Barter Town. He was going to take him to Sulphur Town. Need to talk to Detective Tomba. (laughs) So they're just driving. (laughs) Detective Tomba. Joe's playing it cool. Apparently, Barter Town, what it was, was it was like a prison, and they busted out, and apparently they they created a city. I didn't even catch it. So, so Dr. Tomba was a doctor at a prison. I know that. Oh, okay. So and he's their leader now. Okay. Apparently, our heroes are prisoners now. Maybe they were there for weed. I don't know. <laughs> and so they're driving, and then and sometimes you fall. There's signs that beware of falling ninja. There was a sign. I saw that, and they yeah. ignored it. They, they did. shouldn't have because the ninja just flopped down right on the hood of their car. And Joe, his reactions just kick right in. He punches through the windshield. Gets the ninja in the face, knocks him out. Pongo's scared. He swears. Over he pulls here. over. He does. You know, he could have kept driving, but I think Joe really <laughs> wanted to fight. Yeah, well, he had to show him off. Um, how do you feel about Dudikoff wearing a t-shirt with sleeves past his out? This wasn't supposed to be a quarter sleeve or it's a three quarter. quarter sleeve. It wasn't supposed to be a it's three quarter half sleeve. What do they call that? It was a. It it was. 
Two it would have been. Oh, it would have been a half. Two thirds. You know what? It could have been a two thirds. But it was just like that pillowy big T-shirt. Everything was pillowy. He had the mom jeans on. He adjusted them, pulled them up a little. Yeah, like I can't imagine how far that shirt went down under those jeans because it had to be maybe like a dress. Was, maybe it was like a, a night shirt slash T-shirt. I don't know. It, it was bizarre because his elbows are being hidden, and he just it looked like toothpicks just hovering in there. It's ridiculous. And he just all these also these ninjas appear out of nowhere, and he just takes them out. No, no. No big deal. Well, of course. I mean, and Pongo is just sitting in the driver's seat, like, jaw dropped, because he saw Sean and Carl before, and he's like, yeah, these guys are kind of bitches. They got caught immediately. Well, that's, yeah, that's why he left them. Didn't even care. <laughs> so one, one of the ninjas, you know, he ends up beating the ninja, gets a ninja sword, so now he's like, he's even more deadly than ever. It's like, you can't put a ninja sword in Joe Armstrong's hands. Take me to Bartertown. And so they go to Bartertown. They get immediately. We've learned this. This country, you got to earn it. We learned that. Fucking, well, this is prison. This was a prison, apparently. Well, so but we learned rules. earlier that Sean had to beat up two, three people at Freddy's. Oh, at the bar, yeah. And now our man uh, Joe's got to beat up three people. This is a good point. Pull man. out the wheel, spin the wheel, make the deal, and it says <laughs> fight three men. Fight. <laughs> and so we get. And these guys actually were like muscular guys. Yeah. And we got some weird. Fucking reject from Mad Max. This guy wearing, I think he took the leather pants from Sean. Yeah. Because he's wearing leather pants. He's like, out of shape looking motherfucker. And he's like, got to take these guys on before you can see Dr. Tomba. Yeah. And we got, you know, they were going to do one-on-one, but again, the wheel. And Pongo was just like, that's that's perfect. My man Joe Armstrong here, he can take all three of Pongo's on. not too bright because his plan is, I'm going to, how wear a car, drive it. Somewhere that was in the him vis- in the car? I think it was. I don't know what was happening in this scene. I, Dr. Tom was, like, up in his little, like, fucking auntie entity, like, like, yeah. like I don't know what fucking, like, hideout watching all this. And Pong, I'm, I'm, this is my interpretation. Pongo gets in one of their, one of their cars, starts it up, drives it in the vicinity of those guys, leaps out. It hit there. Of course, there's always a jump somewhere. Mm-hmm. It happens to be there. Hits flips the jump, over. flips over, explodes. It must have been because Joe handles them no without problem any problem. All, yeah. And then after they get beat up, then the guys start br- bringing out the shotguns. It was this more like I said, more overkill. Like yeah. Pongo, you didn't need to do this. So I think it was during the shotgun pull where Pongo jumped in the car. But at this point, Doctor Tombo is just like, whoa, 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 everybody. Honky's got moves. We're going to get you a new T-shirt because that thing is awful, but you got moves. Bring your fresh white-ass Reeboks up here. Let's, let's, let's talk. So it's like, look, we need, cause they need to get – this is what they need from Bartertown. They need to find this tunnel. There's all these series of tunnels into the Dragon Fort. That's mm-hmm. where Max, Maxud lives. Of course. And so we need, the, we need to get in there, and we need Bartertown to create a distraction – while I while Joe sneaks in, so mm-hmm. he's like, "Can you do that for me?" They well, they wanted to get the plans to another place that they were going to no, break into. No, no, they wanted to get the plans to the tunnel. They they needed to go to that reception to get the plans. For the okay, the, the tunnel because all the there was this series of tunnels. All of them were sealed, but maybe they weren't. But maybe they were. So we need to go to this reception to get the plans to find the tunnels. Okay. Because there is an A B mission here, right. and mission A. Is so to get the obviously, you know, if it's done to code, you got to have the blueprints to the Dragon Fort at the you know city hall of Shit Ol Shitolistan. Yep. 
So for, luckily for them, they're going to have a reception where all the big wigs of Shitholistan are going to be there. And they're like, we're going to sneak you in, Joe. Sounds like a great plan. And we cut over to that party. Mulgrew's arriving, looking great. And uh, we got, like, an American ambassador there, and he is just fucking slinging shit right He's over into Mulgrew's face. A lot face. of shade. Yeah. This guy... Barely gets featured in this, in this. I don't know why he made it to the notes, but he's in there. <laughs> well, he's there just to know that Americans, we're on to you, Mulgrew. That's You're a good piece point. of shit, and we're not going to put up with that. Well, that's happening. Joe shows up. He, I guess he stopped at a Halloween USA and yes. got, a, got a priest outfit. It was just a smock with a, the, the collar. The white collar. And then he did have a big crucifix, the big wooden crucifix on as well. Okay. <laughs> Great detail. Once again, overkill. Great, de- like, see, great detail. See, I am a priest. Look at this gigantic fucking cross. I, it's interesting, yeah. It worked really well. No one noticed him. He walked right up. Oh, well, actually, O'Reilly well, noticed him. anyone notice fucking Michael Dudikoff? That's <laughs> a good point. He should have just walked through. He, he should, he, I think he, I thought he was dressed as wallpaper to begin <laughs> with because he was just, I didn't even notice him. Okay, but O'Reilly does notice him because he's offended by priests. He was probably molested, right? Yes. Yeah. That seems to be the theme of the movie. <laughs> Anal molestation. So he sees that uh, Dudikoff. Maybe that was it. wasn't American Ninja Four Annihilation. It was American Ninja Four Anal Molestation. <laughs> oh, Something got lost in the fucking translation. Lost in translation. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Murray. Maybe. <laughs> how much stuff? The subplot. How much stuff can fit in the human butt? All right. Apparently, so- a whole ninja like <laughs> like uh, <laughs> arsenal. Arsenal. Thank you. Okay, so O'Reilly does happen to notice Priest again, molestation and all that. He follows him in. Dudikoff He's got hit triggered. He's just like yeah. Dudikoff had a, made a beeline straight to the office buildings in yeah. this place. You yeah, know where the blueprints are. Yeah, he knew. He knew. He he you concentrated were. on his way over, and he could just make out the place through right. echolocation. That's yeah. how he did it. But he gets before he can get to that room, <laughs> O'Reilly shows up. Yeah. And Taps him on the shoulder. He's like, you're not getting in this butt. He's like, I'm here for confession, son. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be confessing. I'm a, you molested me. And he just fucking unloads on Joe. Oh, yeah. All this built up shit from when he was five. Emotions just overflowing. And Joe's like, calm down. Fucking nerve pinch. This fucking takes out. Right. <sighs> this collapses. This had to be like. An ability he's been honing for years as he went to people's houses and everything. Because he gets to his file cabinets, and it was like me sensing CDs in a living room. (laughs) He is just... Like, we've seen his fingers. Not the most nimble. Here, thousand files a second. Whips it out. Here it is. Put his dick away, and it goes through the files. <laughs> Dragon Force. Dragon Force. Well, it was under D. They got everything alphabet. Well, Come on, this, this shit old country doesn't mean they don't know how to alphabetize shit. Wait, th- he got the Dragon Force album? Yes. <laughs> Dragon Force. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was a dumb. That was yet another dumb joke. So Mulgrew hears uh, O'Reilly coming, too. They're, they're like, walking through the building now, uh, Mulgrew and Maksud. And they're, yeah. they're talking to that ambassador still. And they're just like, why are you calling me a bitch? Do you want to die here tonight? Do you know what you've been drinking? Because it's poison. I got the antidote right here. You're going you're gonna to fess up here. And they're like, hey, that's O'Reilly, my Nazi buddy. What's going on? 
Joe Armstrong. I don't even know if they know who the fuck no, Joe Armstrong is. No, he just is. said that damn priest. Oh, that damn priest. And the Mox, one that molested you? Uh, yeah. No, the other one. There's this big, like, who's on first routine yeah. they go through. Moxud pipes in. I don't know if he caught this line, but he's like, there can't be a priest here. I killed all the priests in this country. Ooh, that's topical. Yeah. And, and so... They rushed down to the file room. They just assumed the file room had to be pilfered first. That's, they, well, they had the CDs there, too. So right. they figured that Dragon where Force would I, album... I would think, where would I yeah. expect something to be pilfered? It's CDs. like, I just got that new Cure album. If anybody touched it, I'll be fucking pissed. Oh, but, yeah, they get into the file cabinet room. And Joe, just to fuck with them, left the file cabinet ajar. He could have made it look like nothing happened. No. He right. left the file cabinet open. Right. Just to get in their head. This is like some classic uh, fucking bad boys era uh, piston shit right here. It's just total mind fucking. Yep. So we cut two. And they're back at at, uh, uh, Tomba's. I keep wanting to call him Rambo or Ramba or something. Roomba. Get the vacuum in there. So they're like, all right, there's one tunnel left. But it's on a cliff face. Top of a cliff face. The the. The fucking blueprints just look like some weird mathematical thing, like some kind of chart. Maybe like Isn't how EKG. America, how America is rounding the curve, where the numbers just keep going straight up. Yeah, right. And what you know, when you're confronted with hard, cold hard facts, you go, "I don't believe that." So the, that's a Joe's like, "I can do that." Yeah, like, it's top of a cliff. So, so I'm gonna round that motherfucker. I'm gonna round <laughs> that motherfucker. So the villains themselves are preparing because they're like, "Huh." They stole the documents to Dragon Force. I knew it. You got the lyric sheet and everything. <laughs> the so, oh fucking a Maksud, I, time to pray to Allah, and then he gets. And then we learn what a phony he is because yep. Mugger's <clears throat> Mecca is that away. Oh, this is good. And then we get the nice montage of Joe. Well, it's not really a montage. It's just a shortcut of Joe. And apparently in the, in uh, Barter Town, Sulphur City, they uh, have his, some. They have some. his ninja sword. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This was, I was calling this Larpville. But Barter Town also works. Or yeah. Sulphur City. Because all of them have like. Sulphur Lar- Springs is what it was called. Oh, okay. Either way. But they all had, like, LARPing weapons. They had, like, foam axes and shit. Right. Like, it was man. fucking Barter Town. It's it great. Up. Master Blaster in the background. And Joe made his own fucking ninja stars. He yep. had those, like, lined up. He's so proud of them. He had them all lined up yep. in a row. And he's... If only he had the fucking little dispenser that Sean has. He doesn't need it. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And so he's getting ready. The, the preparing montage, but not really a montage. It's not, yeah, it's just like a quick second. And then we get that morning sunlight, and Joe's but walking over I think over also, I think we went over it, passed over it. When, he was, uh, when Maksud was praying to Allah, he also announced that he's killing the hostages tomorrow morning. Yeah, he's he like, moved I'm up killing that all the hostages. I don't care about the $10 million, and we're going to move that dirty bomb in the helicopter tomorrow, too. Okay. So that's what, you know, so now time is of the essence. Joe really has to get everything done tomorrow morning. Yeah. That's a good reason to move up your plans now that you know this new American badass, a third American badass is coming in. And this one, he's been listening to Kid Rock. He's ready to fucking rock out. So. Morning comes. Joe just, he, the crack of dawn, he's gone. Yep. With his little duffel bag. That's all he needs. Probably loaded up with Duda Coffee. Barter Town. They, they, they're they on fucking Barter Town time, so they get up a little later. Yep. They didn't have their Duda Coffee. 
Yeah, they were probably partying the night before because they're right. getting they're getting ready to fucking go out and die possibly. Right for this guy they've just met. They've no. I mean, they probably get anything they probably have been wanting to overthrow whatever this faction is for the longest time, the Red Faction Army or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, they maybe put him. They probably put him in jail. Yeah, but O'Reilly, we get we get the because we're getting like all sides here. So we get Joe's side, then we get the fucking uh, Sulphur Sulphur Springs Army getting together, and then we get O'Reilly getting the okay to mow down Sulphur Springs. But they don't. They, oh, that's when the guys actually Sulphur Spring guys had shown up to their checkpoint. Right, that they're the diversion. Yeah. So while Joe is scaling the cliff on the backside of Dragonfort, they're going through the front door. Yeah, because this was just like way out. This was like a watch post <laughs> so way out. Joe's walking through the fourth. This was the most horribly edited like ninja magic scene. There's like a little like D- fucking, yes, like, it was like a grave <laughs> that was freshly dug or something. <laughs> and, he was, and it was so poorly edited. Like yeah. he dives down, and you see the line go down <laughs> and come back up with them. And he's got the fucking uh, like ninja outfit on. And it, I don't. Why didn't he just put the ninja outfit while he was in Sulphur Springs? I hated this because okay, you're wearing black in the middle of the day. Probably right. stands out a little bit. No. All right, maybe camouflage. These movies never use ninjas properly. Yeah. And the other thing that bugged me is that instead of using, like, the kind of more form-fitting, they added that pillowy vest. It was very uh, it's like a sombra- Mortal Kombat. Not, yeah, Mortal very Kombat. Mortal Kombat. What was that? the guys? Sub-Zero? Sub-Zero, yeah. uh, Scorpion, they, uh, uh, Reptile. They had, like, nine guys wearing that outfit. It was so weird. But, yeah, you were right. That transition was, <laughs> was amazing. And then he puts on his tiger claws, which he uses for climbing, and he just starts a climbing. Yep. Mulgrew's checking in on his prisoners. He's he's fondling uh, Sarah's Sarah's tits again. He's just like, oh, I cannot wait to get you in bed. I he's he's like planning to rape her, but he's also planning to kill her. I don't. And then he doesn't maybe. even get to the R. He's like got her out on the stake later. It's like I'm confused by Mulgrew. <laughs> like I don't know what what gets him off because apparently think it's, it's just fear making people scared. He's into the adrenochrome, right? Okay, that makes more sense. So he slaps her around a little more. He's really into that. And then so. we cut to this little like chamber, almost like the quickening chamber. It reminded me of Mr. Uh, Mr. Freeze's and we, uh, chamber. We got as well. the money in the bank, fucking attaché case, Kinja attaché case, right on this like dais with light shining on it. Yep. And we got that red readout, so we red. know this is this is a dangerous thing. Oh yeah, and it's like five, four. Mulgrew's like, are you going to shut Ma- that off? Well, Maksu turns it on <laughs> and then lifts, just lifts his chin to the light, and it's just, he's just basking in it. It's smile Again, Maksu is kind of awesome. I think he was underutilized in this. Smile just cracking his face, and Mulgrew's, like, sweating it. He's, like, <laughs> staring down at the number, and a couple times, actually, they, they did two or three different shots between his face and the numbers counting down. It was, like, three, two... Cut back down to the numbers. Four, three, two. <laughs> cut back and back. Four, three, and finally he. Mulgrew just clicks the switch. He's yeah. like, "What are you doing? What the fuck?" I forget what. I love the feeling <laughs> of being seconds away from death because he knows Allah will welcome him. That's an artificial feeling, though. This guy is crazy. Oh, well, again. Okay, he wasn't going to turn it off, but he knew Mulgrew was going to turn it off. And then Mulgrew's like, have you ever tried autoerotic asphyxiation? You get the same thrill, and you don't die. Well, like, sometimes you die. I got a book for you. The, 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 the fucking, um, I can't think of a good one. 
So the prisoners are gathered up for their execution. I thought they were going to be a firing squad. They go really medieval on their oh, ass, yeah. but we'll oh, get yeah. to that. So, okay, everything's in place. Yep. Joe has scaled the mountain. No problem. No problem. He's got There's like go- a dam on top of them. It's a very yeah. weird uh, fucking architecture going on here. Again, we've got the Sulphur Army. Uh, they, they've confronted O'Reilly at that watch post, so they're like kind of far away from the main base here. But uh, O'Reilly gets like the go ahead, but he sit he just stands down for a little while. He's like Ted Cruz. He's a bitch. He Urgh. is a bitch. And so sulfur, the sulfur crew, they're like mooning them. They're like, "Yeah, you ain't gonna do shit, bitch." I love again. Your dad was involved with JFK's murder. Your wife's ugly. Again, very out of uh, Mad Max. Their cars. Mm. They were all, like, old beaters that they, like, rigged up and everything. There was yeah. people on pole vaults swinging everywhere. Mm. It was awesome. Wow. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> we not go that far. But, yes, it was very I reminiscent it. of Mad Max. It was a nice – it was one of the few good touches to this movie. So, yeah, the Sulphur Army, they just open up, and they just start fucking murdering people. And then we cut back to Joe. Joe finally founds that uh, – Ammo duct was it was called arsenal I, duct. Yeah, it was it was an ammo duct. Whatever that means, I have no and, idea. And I thought it was just going to be like a sewer line because it was he was at it like was, a dam. It I was don't a know. D- okay, <laughs> but it, it became an arsenal duct. It makes it no called. fucking sense. They were like, we can't do sewer. We already did sewer last week on whatever movie we released, so we're going to do arsenal. So duct. even though he's a ninja, he's all. Well, before he gets around, into, before he gets into there, he has to kill two ninjas. Well, yeah, he kills some people. He lasses one guy. He uses his trick. He steps one foot in, steps the other foot in, tosses it up, hangs a guy, pulls him down, fucking shurikens another guy, and then he gets. These into- are the most. All these ninjas are the most inept ninjas. They never get anything. And they do all that training too for nothing. But it's just fucking obstacle course training. How about fighting training? How about that? That's right. So, oh man, just like our president, they're all veneer. There's no actual muscle behind so it. So he goes through the uh, ammo duct. And you're and right. He's he, just clomping his feet. What the rubbing fuck? Rubbing dog shit on. And he's just like, they whatever. They have spent four movies trying to tell us <laughs> Joe Armstrong is the greatest badass of the generation. And he's clonking. He was wearing clocks in there. What the fuck? <laughs> and the Mulgrew's like, do you hear that? Mulgrew hears it. A 75-year-old man with <laughs> hearing aids. Turns up his ear. I think I heard that. Ah, it sounds like the Armory Dump. Or Armory Duck. <laughs> oh, and they're like, He's okay. Like, Shut them. That must be Joe Armstrong. Yeah, reinforce the tunnels. They send all their guys there, which we already know is a failed effort because you're, you're just not going to stop at Joe Armstrong. So we get a nice little uh, another cat and mouse. There's a lot of cat and mouse scenes toying with because all the villains suck in this movie. Yeah. So Joe grabs one guy, got him in like a chokehold. Another ninja shoots a fucking crossbow at him. He catches the bolt in his teeth yep. and stabs the guy in the neck with it. It was impressive. This is like Doc Samson level <laughs> brutality. It was awesome. Blood everywhere. How did you like the stylization of all this blood splattering everywhere? I didn't notice there was any blood splattering at all. Exactly. That's the point. That's the point. They didn't overdo it. I have no idea why this movie was R-rated. There's no reason for it. I that. have no reason why this movie made it. To the light of day without I Steve James. I would, if I were the studio, I'd be like, no, where's so Steve? So Joe takes out all the ninjas and the ducks, and he's making his way to the uh, murder fucking facility field. I don't know what the fuck you call it. Yeah, uh, there's nothing more interesting to see here, so we just make our way straight over to the courtyard. Maksud's giving a nice speech about, uh, you know, 
being merciful and shit. He's looking to the heavens. He's praying to Mecca. He's Mecca like a high, Mecca high ni ho. <laughs> and then they, I okay, I was thinking, all right, it's just gonna be a firing squad. No, this, like I said, straight medieval. They're gonna burn these people at the stake. It's impressive. So they have they have all these little bonfires set up, like kindling set up with a stake. Everybody's tied to one. Sarah, Carl, Sean, the Delta Force guys nobody cares about. Yep. You also forgot to mention that before they die, Delta Force pull, it must have pulled a joint out of his ass because this is, like you said, the ass right. theme. Before they took him out to the courtyard here. <laughs> yeah, the Delta Force guys just pull out, the, pull out a joint. And, Smoke him if you got him. And, yeah. then, and then two guys just like hold hands. Like, wow. Everybody's like, I, I like it. They're coming to peace with themselves. Like, we're going to die, but we're going to die who is who we are. Yeah. No more of in the closet. They also dressed everybody in, like, those uh, Asian outfits. Yeah. yeah. And you notice, like, Sean had this, the tightest one on. Yeah, because it was, like, it, it was the, yeah, it, they were stretching that little fabric to loop around the button there. So he, he I have no idea why, yeah, you're right. Why did they dress him up in these outfits? Just to be insulting to Asian people? I, I don't know. Yeah, really, that's the only reason <laughs> to do it. It's some kind of effigy, apparently. All right, so Joe finally finds the original hostage room, that fucking room with the drain that they were just smoking a joint in. Right. And there's this is so fucking weird. I, <laughs> we see. We just saw in that rippling tight shirt, Sean being taken away to his execution. But then Sean's chained up to this pillar. Yeah. And then he's like, Sean. My buddy, who I've never been seen in any other movie together, but we're the best of friends. Yeah. I'm going to release Way you. Way to recognize your best friend who has the same hairline as you do. And Sean an is inch looking, above your eyebrows. Sean's looking all traumatized. He's like staring off his face, like spaced out. Like, Sean, he releases him. Like, Sean's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, he's like, ah! He just starts screaming like that while he starts attacking fucking Joe. And Joe is like confused. He's like rebel yelling at this. Like, ah! Ah! And Joe, like, has no choice but to kill him because he's hurting his fucking ears with that screech. Yeah, they spar for a little bit. Again, this isn't that impressive of a fight. It's a few seconds long. Which well, I guess we learned fine. that Dudikoff would not do this movie unless he was the biggest badass. Yeah. So of course, he has to take so, so Sean th- out. He probably, they probably put this scene in here just so we could kick Sean's yep, ass. Yep, I'm sure Dudikoff <laughs> was like, let's make sure people are clear who the better ninja is. So Even though we're both heroes, I get it. One scene where I kick his just ass. Just the image. I want the image of this happening. And so the ni- the the ninja here, Sean, is losing. <laughs> Jesus, like, what the reveal! I love it. Oh yeah, okay. Well, Wait, look, he's I'll shrieking you... like fucking the chick from Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Yeah, and we're like, what? I never. Heard. Sean was calm, cool, and collected throughout through this whole movie. Whole time. Barely has a line in it because of that. <laughs> like Dudikoff, just barely mumbling. But yeah, the, the the fight's going back and forth. Sean clearly is getting his ass beat here, so he starts to try to pull out uh, his ninja sword. But Joe just takes it from him. He just paintbrushes him, takes a sword, stabs it into his guts, and stares into his eyes. Sorry about that. And as and this is such this is such a canon thing. Yeah, like this scene. As he slowly falls down the wall with a little blood trail he's behind got, him. He's got a forehead, not a three head. <laughs> What's going on with that? And then There's he, this weird little vein that's see, popping out. No, it's like this awful like prosthetic on, on, on John's forehead. And he pulls a fucking mask off like Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. And it's an, the only one Asian ninja in this entire fucking movie. Uh, 
I like that the continuity of the mask changed three times because the one time, obviously on his face, it's like some kind of prosthetic. Then it's like a full-on mask that you wear over your face, and then they cut to it a third time, and it's just a bag with some uh, a white guy's face colored on it. It's crazy what happened here. Oh, so, okay. so, so they're getting they they set one. I guess you're gonna send them off one at a time. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna really they spend all day killing people. Yeah, and so Joe makes his way over to that courtyard, and there's he's a, like he's totally sleepwalking through. He's just like like he. We see the guys in the foreground like chained up. He's in the background. He changed into a yellow, yellow. fucking ninja outfit. Yeah, which where did he get that? Don't worry about the it. Guy is on fire as this happened. He's going as slow as possible because he wants to like. Just make a scene, you know, yeah. set a scene up. He's Apparently like, he noticed that it's none of his friends, so he's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck Delta. Maybe there's some rivalry. Delta Force and Peace Corps have some kind right. of, you know, friction. Know. Maybe when he was in the Army, some Delta Force guy, like, I don't know. We, stole I mean, we learned from American Ninja 1. We never knew what happened. Everybody fucked yeah, him. We, we never learned what happened to his girlfriend from American Ninja 1. Maybe a Delta Force guy stole her away. Ooh, okay. This is interesting. So Joe, he he skulks his way around. He takes out one guy with a nice little cat like maneuver. The one Delta, I, this guy's a badass because he's very nonchalant as he's burning to death. He's yeah. just like, uh, oh, oh, he's not he moving break, at all. He did okay. So the, I, I'm sure Golan was like, "There's going to be a skeptic Griff out there watching this movie and say <laughs> this guy's not going to burn up before his hand because they're roped up." Right. He's like, he's not going to burn up before the ropes will burn. So this guy does break free so they can have the guy on well, fire. Yeah, you got to have that. Yeah. You got to have the guy stumble around. You put a guy on fire with, with peck jelly on all. Yeah. Yeah. So he's running around on fire. And then Joe, he, he takes out one guy with this nice somersault maneuver where he like flipped him over his head. And at the same time, like muffled his mouth and broke his neck. So he couldn't make a peep. He couldn't peep, make a peep. And peep, even though he's literally right behind where all the action is happening. They don't know. They're so no. intent on that guy on fire. Guy on fire did his job. Wearing a bright yellow ninja outfit. Yeah. And then he just nonchalantly starts walking behind <laughs> where everybody is being uh, right. uh, crucified, basically. Right. And he gets to uh, Sean, and he drops a smoke bomb, <laughs> and then you hear... <laughs> I thought he was whispering in his ear. I was having harken back to Mulgrew and his sweet nothings, but... No, apparently he gets Sean free, and then he drops a couple more smoke bombs, and we see that uh, Joe is fighting people, and Sean has untied everybody else. Oh, my God. So, got just big old ninja fight. Joe's taking out a bunch of other people, and finally the ninja's just, like, come to a halt, and the super ninja kind of Well, while that's up. happening, Maksu's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here with my dirty bomb. Yeah. So he jumps on the chopper. And they, they take off, and this is where finally fucking uh, Curtis gets to shine. Because I guess when you got a bazooka, you can be a good marksman. Because mm-hmm. he hits it. We, we can't have an Air, uh, American Ninja movie without a model helicopter being blown up. Because much, And it's, an, it's another uh, salt in the wound to uh, Steve James. Because remember, that was his move in American Ninja 1. He yep, hit the copter garbage. with the fucking yep. bazooka. So we get nerdy-ass Urkel. Grenade launcher. Whatever. And it blows up the model, nice model uh, helicopter. So, well, who's left? We got. Did you notice? Once again, fucking uh, Dudikoff just sleepwalking through this performance. They there's before him and Super Ninja fight. They do a venture team venture fucking hand thing. Like they they put their hands together and go go team venture, and then they start fighting. Yeah, what was that about? I have no clue, man. So (laughs) so weird. There's no friendship between them. There's no like 
they actually they were like going to fight other. to death right after this. Why would you do that? Yeah. So of course, since this is Dudikoff's movie, Sean has to fight the elderly fucking. Well, we know Sean and Sarah have a thing. Apparently, yeah, they've known each other for like two days. So Sean chases that because Mulgrew captured Sarah again. So he goes and chases after Mulgrew because he Love wants to get life. his big titty woman back. It's like that's all I care about is my big titty woman. It's my favorite song, big titty woman. <laughs> Oh my god. So Mulgrew Big, big Diddy Mulgrew <laughs> <laughs> tries to get an advantage here, so he grabs an axe and he's swinging it. But of course, he's, he's a fucking eight year old man. He needs any advantage he can get. Like he can, of course he can put some force behind him. I think this one was the swing, exact but, same scene at the end of Pray for Death. I think he gets an axe in that one too. It might be. This might have been that footage. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we don't have any more money. This is, <laughs> I don't even think that was a fucking canon movie on top of it. That's right. <laughs> Where is Kane Kazuki? Kazuki. <laughs> oh man! So it, it it he swings the axe once, it gets stuck in something. He's too old to pull it out. So my back. Sean's been tortured by this man. He's probably got fingered in his butthole once or twice. <laughs> so he's like, I'm ready to beat the fuck out of this dude. And that's what he does. It's elder abuse, like you mentioned earlier. <laughs> right. He just fucking, he's like ki- punching his kidneys. He's bleeding out of his mouth everywhere. And then he spits in his face. Goes, you got COVID. You got COVID. And that's the worst thing you can do to an elderly person. Because that's a death sentence. Oh, my God. And then but he's like, I thought we were rounding the corner. And then he just dies of COVID. <laughs> And he's like, I got the ninja mask, so I don't have COVID. So, so we got Joe and the Super Ninja. Super Ninja, who we've never we've only seen in that one scene. That's, horrible build up. I've been saying guy. horrible build up. They did a terrible I think job. This time he has two patches on each other. Yes. <laughs> Mine as well, because he fights like a blind person. And not our circle of iron blind uh David Carradine. No. Not at all. It's it's a it's just a boring fight. There's nothing to it. Well, we got a guy who doesn't know martial arts like Michael Dudikoff. There's not much you can do. That's a good point. We do get some awful fucking cuts where we obviously see a double that looks nothing like Dudikoff. I don't know why. Apparently, no one looks like Michael Dudikoff because every movie (laughs) is the worst stunt double. Well, you can't get the hairline right. The guy guy didn't have the same color hair. He had black hair. I thought I saw that. I thought I was seeing people. <laughs> yes. I was so bored at that point. That's what it is. They were like, people will be so bored they won't notice. It's okay. Well, we noticed. So at this point, the Sulphur Army has completely taken over the base. So they see the Super Ninja fight happening. They surround the fight. They're just cheering for I love how this like gang of this like hobos takes out this this ninja army that trains constantly. In like fifteen minutes. No, it didn't take any effort well, when you got, at all. I guess when you got Ted Cruz leading you, it got, you're exactly. just collapse. God damn, he, just paper tiger, you know. So here's how here's how this fight ends because there's no point to talk about anything else. We 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 <laughs> it was the most fucking even Dudikov was bored with yeah, this fight. We hit the highlights. They swapped in the the stunt double. They didn't even they give him the right color hair. Each other. They team ventured. <laughs> uh Duty hip tosses him onto a pile of dynamite. <laughs> Was that it? I didn't know that. Because he, I thought he had like a grenade. He just lightly just tosses it gently on him. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. If it, it was, was a pile like a, of dynamite. Maybe he just had a match. And he yeah, threw it was it a on. match he tossed onto him. Okay. The whole fucking thing goes up in the air, and the crew just starts celebrating as fucking body parts rain down on them. Like, it was the fucking weird. And it's like. 
Everyone gets together. Sean, Sean comes back. I, Carl disappeared. I don't know what happened to Carl. They, Where's Pongo at? Oh, he's out. He's with the Silver Springs people. Yeah. And he's probably raping somebody. Probably and then Joe, I think he magically turned back to his regular clothes again. Yes, and he did. He, he had his jeans <laughs> and his white T-shirt on. And he just starts walking away. And like Sean's like, Joe, we just I, just, I haven't seen you in years. You saved my life. You can find me at the school. Fuck. And he just walks off into the sunset. Fucking American Ninja Four! Wow, and there's yeah. the fifth one. There is. I think so. No, I don't. I think, think there I, is. I think I saw it on IMDb. I, have, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, know. I think it ended with four. I hope it did. Because who do you even could? Can you really look at that movie and be like, you know what? We need to get uh, David Bradley or whatever his name is back for another movie. It's like who would you even cast for American Ninja Five? There's just there's nobody. You've ruined the series. Once you got rid of Steam James, it was done. Murray, great news. There is an American Ninja 5. Yeah, I confused it. I thought 4 was 5. I've seen a little bit of 5 on, yeah. like, El Rey Network or something. David that Brad- was actually, I remember, being a little bit better than what we just, that shit we watched. David Bradley is back playing a whole new character. Well, of course, I guess. <laughs> I, and, and it was not a canon movie, right? No, I don't think it was. I Pat Morita's in it. I I didn't notice that. Uh, another Happy Days reference. We had Mr. C as the villain in American <laughs> Ninja Four, and now we have Pat Morita, Arnold. Oh man! Wow. All right, guys, you asked for it. We went back to Golden Globus. Sorry. We did. I mean, we did. And it was not the greatest trip back, but hey, we had a great time finished, going back. I was gonna say we finished the saga off, but apparently we haven't because it's yeah. American Ninja Five. We finished the Canon Saga. Canon Saga. It's the most important saga. Right. And oh boy, did it take a step down. We fell down yeah. the cliffs. We we we've. It's a fact, people. Dudikoff is nothing without Steve James. We yeah. just proved it. I do, Murray. We do have a star that stands on his own in every movie he's been in. And we've loved every movie he's been in. Well, the ones we've seen. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's some we don't want to watch. That's true. But which one are we going to watch? Well, first of all, who are we talking about? We're talking about Rebel Brown. Ah! That's right. The man who's got the scream. The master of the rebel yell. The master of the rebel yell. The white Steve James, as Steve James' father called him. That's right. Oh, this feels right to go from a movie Steve James saved by his appearance every time. Was Cage the last Red Brown movie we've done? I think so, or Captain America or something. Yeah, so we got to go back to Rebel. We got to get back into the Rebel. We we got to amp ourselves up because we're just drained from this shit show we just had to watch. So we're going to do Strike Commando. Mm. If, uh, I've seen it. I don't remember anything about it. I remember Reb. I remember he yelled. And I remember crying and emotions. Right. We're probably going to do a dramatic reenactment next week. We might have seen that. It's, it's powerful. Me. It's powerful. I'll, of course, be playing a young Asian child for that. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be emoting like I've never moted before. So see you next week and keep it warm.